0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition
2: of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. It's great to have you along this morning. And, um, you know, I always appreciate people coming in, coming on the show, but I really appreciate this guy. Uh, With me, I've got Dr. William Pettit. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Anne
2: is it true you're drinking pomegranate tea
3: that's it ethan's the best (laughs) it's the best cup of pomegranate going
2: how is it Uh. i'm reserving
3: judgment for the moment okay all right just had one sip
2: oh just one sip all right well let me know how it is because your other one got wrecked but that's all right i just you don't look like a pomegranate tea kind of guy how are you doing good good it's good to see you like your haircut
3: thank you miss diane
2: yeah she does she do the beard too
3: she does yeah
2: it looks really good yeah, there, there were some times your hair was a little bit of a
3: issue right it took me a long time i'll figure out george clooney always kept his beard like that you No, know,
2: you look very handsome he had someone who took care of it for him yeah, exactly <laughs> just get taken care of that's all you got to do That's it. so it's been a while we haven't seen each other we see each other every now and then but um i wanted to talk to you a little bit about you know just kind of check in talk about the Pettit family foundation and how everything's going there and uh you know, just really see how you're doing. You know, I don't really want to dig back into the past. I think we can pretty much assume at this time that everybody knows what, what you've gone through in your life. And, you know, it was, was reflecting on what we're going to talk about today. And I remember back when you and I kind of loosely worked together when the whole tragic thing happened, especially during the sentencing, um, phase for those two pieces of crap. Um, And you remember asking me, or I remember you asking me, every time the media did the story, they would say, Dr. Pettit, his wife, and two daughters. Remember that in the beginning? And you wanted to change the narrative with all the media because you wanted their names said every time they did the story. You wanted them to say Jennifer Hawk Pettit. You wanted them to say Haley Elizabeth Elizabeth Pettit and, and Michaela Rose Pettit. And we changed the culture didn't we yep. it happened yeah why was that so important to you
3: uh because uh victims are forgotten they don't have a voice and uh part of it is the name the the narrative in the past had always been you know uh lee harvey oswald jack ruby it was the guys who did the bad thing or purportedly the bad thing and uh That's probably a bad example in that that case there, but uh it didn't didn't often talk about about victims. Um and they were they were voiceless and then the narrative in court came to be, you know, Mm -hmm. what led the people who did these bad things to do what they did and what can we do to mitigate things and no one spends any time mitigating things for the family or the victim's family or the, the victims themselves which are in murder cases which are gone obviously a separate issue if it's sexual assault or or assault or other other forms of uh, criminal offenses so and uh, yeah i think we we see that all the time especially uh unfortunately now with these mass shootings and and things there's a big push to put the names out there and yep. to faces not, and the names and, of the victims and not that not to name the perpetrators and glorify their name or put their name out there for posterity
2: yeah you know, in the, in the words, you know, um, who allegedly did this or the suspect or, you know, it's just some things never change. You know, that's just going to be the way the narrative is. And it just it's mind boggling to me. You know, they did it. But you really kind of saw firsthand how horrifying or at least I'll speak for myself. I saw firsthand how horrifying, you know, the whole system is. Right. How just unfair and and how anybody, in my opinion, could be a defense attorney just blows me away i I don't know how anybody could be defend people that do such horrible things you know one other thing i remember during the sentencing um obviously national news everybody was there and do you remember i go out to the bank of microphones and i would say dr Pettit will come out and provide you with a statement if you all agree that you will let he and his family walk down the sidewalk back to their cars and not chase them do you remember that and if they all agreed great if they didn't you wouldn't come out so on this one particular day they all agreed you came out you made a statement and then after that one guy chased you down the sidewalk yelling questions at you and your family fast forward about maybe two or three years later i'm at sandy hook because i was working with the superintendent janet robinson and the Today Show says we want to do a live shot with her tomorrow morning, and I always ask, well, who will the reporter be? And the producer says to me, it would be Jeff Rosin. I said, really? Where is he? Oh, he's standing over there. So I went and reintroduced myself to Jeff Rosin. I said, you may not remember me, but I remember you. During the Pettit trials, you agreed that you would respect the family. You didn't do that. So guess what? You will not be doing the interview tomorrow with Janet Robinson. That was a nice little payback for me.
3: (laughs) It took took five six
2: years. (laughs) took five six years but yeah that happened and then uh, so I don't know if he's any better but Matt Lauer ended up doing the interview so. So let's talk about you know because you've really made an effort obviously and you know you've got so many great friends that have surrounded you since this whole tragedy began and and one of the outcomes of that is the Pettit Family Foundation. Um, Why Why is it that you thought that that was a good place to land some of your energy, some of your focus, and just continue to give back to the communities here in Connecticut?
3: Well, I can't take initial credit. It really was uh, people at uh, my club where I played golf, uh, people like uh, Michael Zepka and an accountant, and Ron Bookie, a lifelong friend, an accountant, and a Joe an attorney who saw the money come in and said, well, we we need to create something. They said, well, you know, we'll create a foundation and decide what to do with it later on. So they they came up with the idea of creating a 5-1-C-3 and started the paperwork and started the accounts to, to, to do that. Um, once we sat down for the first time in December of 07, some five months later, when... Uh, I clearly was not ready to really sit down, but uh, the people who were there sort of held me up and supported me and pretended like I was in charge, even though they really were. And uh, we came up with a mission statement, decided we were going to try to bring some good things out of uh, some really, really horrible things and try to do things that we thought that Jennifer Haley and Michaela would have done had they still been around.
2: So we're talking about the Pettit Family Foundation, and it really honors the memories of, as you said, Jennifer Haley and Michaela continuing the kindness, idealism, and activism that define their lives. And so you've really, you and your board have have zoomed in, though, on certain things, like the education of young people is one of your focuses, especially women in sciences, right? You've given a lot of money to those folks um, to improve the lives of those impacted by chronic illness and protect those by affected by domestic violence. Um, We've seen over the years, because you've been around now for 16 years. So how have you seen the foundation evolve and what have you and your family gotten out of being part of this foundation?
3: Well, we we, we came up with those three areas, uh, education of young people, especially women in the sciences. That was uh, aimed at, at Haley, even though she was a better English student, French student, history student. She decided she was going to go into the biological sciences after she was accepted to uh, the college. Uh, The chronic illness part was aimed at uh, Jennifer. She had MS, which was starting, maybe starting to get worse. And this was 16 years ago. Some of the drugs now that are available were not available then. Uh, And finally, people impacted by uh, violence uh, aimed at uh, Michaela, who was... Uh, only 11 years old. Um, and as it's evolved, the initial asks to us in the beginning really were more about people impacted by violence. And it wasn't necessarily aimed in the beginning at domestic violence, but that's the people who often reached out more often than anyone else. The, uh, the STEM education uh, also reached out and the chronic illnesses become the, the smallest piece of it. And we had made a decision early on that we weren't big enough to support research with you know grants that are now run in a quarter million, million, five million, ten million dollars. Uh, we didn't have that kind of financial power to do that. So we would work on education and other smaller programs related to uh, the chronic chronic illnesses. Uh, interestingly, as, as a side note to folks, we had money also poured in at that point uh, for Jennifer my wife, went had, had MS, and we created a fund at the MS Society in Connecticut and eventually named it the Haley's Hope McHale's Miracle MS Memorial Fund. And due to changes uh, in the governance at MS and the, the uh, contract we had uh, signed with them, that we used that money for many years, 10, 12 years, and now a couple years ago that money has reverted back Uh, to us and we hold it separately from the foundation funds and the Haley's Hope McHale's Miracle uh, MS Memorial Fund continues and hopefully we'll go back to full steam next year. We obviously were slowed down with the in-person things in the pandemic in 2021 and 22 and a little bleeding into 2023 so we we control that uh, fund now and raise funds for that as uh, well and we'll be doing more programs directly related to uh, MS uh, under our peer review, there's a, a subcommittee of uh, six of us that uh, tend tend to that fund.
2: So it's a big responsibility, right? And I want to give you folks the uh, the website if you want to check out this great organization, um, the Pettit Family Foundation. It's PettitFamilyFoundation.org. dot org. Pretty simple, PettitFamilyFoundation.org. dot org. Well, you know, I think in a time of tragedy, people want to know what what can you do. What can anybody do? What can we do? And when this happened, people from all over the world, right, reached out to you. And so how quickly did you put this foundation together so that you had a resource and you had an answer for people when they said, what can we do?
3: Well, I said, "Those my my friends put it together in the uh, late summer, early fall of uh, 2007. We had our first board meeting in December of 2007, I think we got our five, our official five one C three letter from the IRS in early two thousand eight and granted our first monies that that year with the the fledgling fledgling board. So we are often often running within five five six months.
2: What are some of the things that you have tended, attended? What are some of the donations that you have made? What are some of those moments that you look back on since the foundation was established and you know that maybe make you smile and make you feel good do you have a particular one or two
3: yeah, you're right there's a lot I think we've uh Roland Roland Pettit who's uh the power behind the throne so to yes, speak yes she is <laughs> in the office and we, we run pretty lean and mean she's our uh she's our one one paid employee everybody else is a volunteer um We've given out about six and a half million dollars over the 16 years. Just have done our fall grants uh, and handed those out on Monday and Wednesday of this week. Uh, so right about six and a half million dollars total. Wow. There's been a lot. Uh, obviously near and dear to my heart has been, uh, we've been great, developed a great partnership with uh, the Connecticut Science Center and Matt Fleury and his team there and uh, have the Michael's Garden up on the uh, rooftop garden and grow the four o'clock's there every year and we have the women in science mentorship award at the connecticut uh, science center that's done every year at their gala it used to be separate in the last number of years has now been folded into the gala which i think is a bigger splash for the mm-hmm. award winner because there maybe five or six hundred people there watching yes. and get the awards it's a big deal. opposed to a breakfast with you know 50 or 100 people um so that that's been that's been uh, very nice uh one that's one that's sad, and I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, maybe I shouldn't even go there. But the uh, Channel Three Kids Camp, which is on uh, bankrupt or whatever's whatever's uh, happened uh, to it, um, we had had a couple of facilities. The nursing facility built up there in, in Jennifer's honor, which which was which was wonderful. Um, so I don't I don't know where that's going to head. The other ones that have been really important have been uh, a lot of the domestic violence uh, funding, some of it into program and some of it into real-time use and perhaps more importantly a, a slow impact, the money that's gone into say $100,000 to uh, Prudence Crandall in New Britain and similar amounts to Interval House in uh, Hartford for primary prevention going into middle schools and high schools and trying to educate people about what domestic violence is and how uh, proper relationships are developed and how to treat people appropriately again, mirroring what we wanted to say, mi- mirroring the the kindness and activism and idealism that uh, Jennifer, Haley, and Michaela uh, embodied in their in their day to day life. Uh, so that's been a very nice. This the scholarships are not a big part of things, but there's a there's a couple of scholarships at Cheshire Academy where uh, Jennifer was was loved as a nurse. Uh, one that goes to a student who's shown tremendous growth over their a time year and goes into their, get, gets an award at the end, and one who goes to someone who's a rising uh, senior for growth that they've had in terms of overcoming uh, difficulties in their personal life or in their academic life, or typically a combination of the two. Uh, the McHale's Garden Program, per se, has been uh, wonderful, uh, that start Mikhail and I used to plant the the four o'clocks the the annual uh, genus species mirabilis jalapa the 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 the, the jewel of uh, Peru uh, and I asked my brother-in-law Dennis Chapman to go find the uh, four o'clocks in that late summer of 2007 and try to save them, and he brought them back to plainville fast forward we Nourished those. We kept those. We replanted them. We replanted more in the succeeding years and started to use the seeds and created a program. Where we would sell the seeds and, and plant gardens. And we've had, you know, 30, 40 gardens over the the state of Connecticut, uh, some out of out of state, uh, and that's been a nice program because two year olds can do it. Ninety year olds can do it. Right. Any, anybody can do it. So
2: you cultivated your own seeds. Go ahead.
3: Well, we. Uh, we, you know i initially had started with uh, but now you can't yeah they, they were they, they were not copy, copyrighted uh, seeds and we we had used seeds but yeah they, they came from the, our, our garden in, in cheshire going back to 2007 wow. so we've my dad was number one because we planted in our yard for years and he would go out every day and pick and he would pick 20 30 000 seeds every year and we go to the senior center we just scheduled it for this december uh we go to the senior center we we have a seed packet, and we package the seeds individually, and then sell them the following year to people to plant their gardens.
2: Unbelievable, and it, it's a great—it's a great reminder, and it's a happy reminder, right? its it, it makes you smile. Flower, there's no, nothing like flowers. So now let's talk about fast forward. You got William, <laughs> little Bill.
3: <laughs> Not so little anymore. How's
2: the little Bill doing? He's quite the golfer, man, just like you, right? It's like
3: five, five one hundred pounds in fourth grade. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, people think people think he's a 6th grader, but he's not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, how is he at golf?
3: He's pretty good. He he loves it, you know. He'd uh good to be nine. You can hit the ball and run after it and not get too out of breath and hit it again and run after the ball and so uh he uh he's probably shot as low as 89, 90 from sort of the middle tees and you know, sometimes we'll shoot a hundred, 110, but he has—he has a lot of fun. He enjoys it. That's great.
2: Uh, you've got your school conference this afternoon. Uh, you nervous about that? Or what do you think you're going to hear?
3: I think he needs to listen more and pay attention more.
2: <laughs> Sound like Dad? <laughs>
3: uh, no, nah, I was—I was kind of a nerd. Uh, so I—I, I, it's a different time. Sixty years ago, I towed the line, <laughs> feared uh, Principal Torrance's uh, ruler. Back, back in the day, you could get spanked in front of the entire classroom. That doesn't occur in 2023. Unfortunately, it doesn't. 19, yeah. 1962, that happened. That's
2: absolutely <laughs> happened. That's right. I know a lot of people still have scars on their knuckles. <laughs> that's for sure. So he's like your little shadow, right? You guys hang out a lot. You go to UConn games. I mean, the family, I I, get, I follow you on, obviously, on social media and I see you still together. The family unit still supporting each other. I mean, that hasn't changed.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, you asked earlier, maybe in a different context, what could what could people do? And I would tell folks out there when one of their friends has a tragedy, big or small, uh, 99% of it is just showing, you know, the old just showing up, just being there. You don't have to have the perfect words. You don't have to have the perfect gift. You don't have to do the perfect thing. But just being there and showing support, if you can provide food or you can provide advice or other things that's great that's icing on the cake but just uh, just just being there is critical and uh, certainly what supported me was uh, my family my immediate family and then beyond that a whole like you said a whole crew of people from close friends to acquaintances to people from you know the letters just poured in we have just boxes and boxes and boxes of uh, letters and things that we received back, back then I don't know you know hundred thousand
2: you saved them all
3: yeah my, my, my mom it's always been kind of OCT there <laughs> they're all organized and with elastic bands and in, in, in boxes I could have never done that back then but uh, she organized all of it and that's upstairs at, at home so it was the proverbial village the, the worldwide village and you know to that point we've, we've always been proud of the fact that uh, even though we do support mainly Connecticut and northeastern, um projects programs charities uh, we've received donations from all 50 states uh, you know American uh, other places related to America you know Puerto Rico Guam American Samoa some from Europe some from Australia Canada um, we've sometimes done grants outside of this immediate area California Michigan Florida Pennsylvania North Carolina but you know, obviously we're, we're fairly local and 90% of our money comes uh, locally. Uh, so most most of it stays very, very close to home. Uh, but we have had really wide support. Same for our, uh, we look every year with our 5K road race, one of our main yes. fundraisers. And yep. I, think we've, I think we've still had, we've had runners from 49 states, I'm forgetting. We I think we, we may have missed one of the Dakotas. We may, we've may we actually had oh, people from Oh, you gotta go Ala- recruit somebody Alaskan from a Dakota. Yeah, and I can't remember now if it's <laughs> south or north. I, th- I think it may be south. I think we've had north, but not not south. but all 49 states. We've had runners from, from every state in the union except for one.
2: So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with uh, Dr. Bill Pettit, and it's so great to have you here. Again, the PettitFamilyFoundation.org. Obviously, people can still make donations. You know, it's one of those things where if somebody passes, you know, who do, who do we ask donations to be made to? So you're still taking donations. You still want the foundation to keep growing and growing and growing, right?
3: Sure, we, we do, and people are very kind and do that, and we Get a number of those memorial gifts every yes. year from from uh, from folks. Uh, a lot of it, obviously, locally that know us well, and sometimes out of the blue from from other states. Um, we're right into our annual appeal in November and December. Those letters and that request will go out. But we we raise the money every year. We're right now. I had told you we would given out about six and a half million over 16 years. In the last couple of years, we've given out about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and it's a it's a it's a big lift to, to raise raise the money and 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 do that with our golf tournament, our our road race. Uh, we had a great uh, wine event for the first time this year, which we're going to be be repeating in our annual appeal and a couple of other smaller events. So it's it's a big lift. So anyone who would like to help, we'd be be happy to receive. And as you know, they can go to petafamilyfoundation.org. That would be great.
2: Absolutely, some great events, some fun events, and uh, so a lot of people ask me, you know. Is Doctor Pettit still a doctor? Are you still a doctor?
3: I am i still still licensed, so I'm not practicing.
2: So that's you're not going back to that.
3: No, it's a you know I'm very very busy with the, you know I was in the state house for six years. Yes, thank you for re- that by the way. Really a full time job, mm-hmm. and uh, as we, we talked off line, you know my, my mom and dad are 88 and 89 and struggling with uh, health issues, so it's important to be be around. My siblings chip in. H- Hannah who works hard for the foundation as well. does a lot of work with my mom and dad, as is Glenn, uh, Brian, and Michael, uh, my other mother siblings. Fortunately, we're all, all around here. Uh, and I'm on a, a number of other uh, boards that take up a, a lot of time. They've been, I, like I said to you, we had, I had, was at a committee meeting for Cheshire Academy. I'm on the board of trustees and uh, Andrea Wazley and I are co-chairs of the Plainville Community Fund, and I'm on the, the Norton Trust in, in town uh, that gives out money to local f- folks in need uh, locally, uh, and the Plainville High School, uh, the, the Plainville uh, Hall, Hall of Fame Committee for 15 or 16 years. So I've uh, yeah, plenty, got quite a bit on plenty, your plate. plenty of things to attend to.
2: Okay, so let's see. Uh, coming up, are we going to see anything like maybe uh, Governor Aaron Stewart, Lieutenant Governor Bill Pettit? <laughs> Maybe.
3: There's certain there's certainly some people on the uh, the local RTC that would would want that, but I think I'm a, have enough on my plate as it is right now.
2: You're not saying yes and you're not saying no, right? A-
3: Aaron's Aaron's doing a f- fabulous she's job in great. New Britain. Yeah. yeah,
2: she really is. I mean yeah. the fact that she had that baby and then was right out there back on that campaign trail. I mean so I'm proud to have my office here in New Britain and I'm proud to have her as the mayor. I mean she's just
3: I've done a nice job. You know, and I would be wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if uh my former leader at the house uh mrs uh well now mrs butler i guess uh, that was uh yeah she throws her hat in the ring she has 20 plus years of experience uh, so
2: yeah there's yeah. another one we we'll, need to get back in we'll, action we'll have to see have to see to be continued as they say well dr bill pettit it's great to see you my friend um we go way back way back and uh it's i appreciate you taking time And I hope that the conference for William uh, goes well this (laughs) afternoon. You don't seem too concerned, I don't either. I don't think you should be concerned. And we also encourage you to go to pettitfamilyfoundation.org if you'd like to see what the foundation is all about. Volunteers are always a big part of any organization. And of course, donations are always welcome. So, I hope everybody continues to have a great weekend. On behalf of Dr. Pettit, myself, and Baldwin, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you back here next Sunday on WTIC News Talk 1080.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in
1: when you switch.